It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. When you accuse someone of not doing something, you should make sure you're right. That is true. Another example of why society needs a reset button. And some interesting moments at last night's city council meetings. But first, give us your bottom line. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Welcome into the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610. The number, if you'd like to get involved, also via email, 610-KONA.com. Bottom line page, name where you're listening. And what you would like to say. And we're on Twitter as well, at Bottom Line 610, where Ed will lead off with our poll question for today. Okay. Are you paying attention to the impeachment proceedings? Uh, last night it went until about 11 o'clock our time. Yeah, which is, what, 2 in the morning? Yeah, roughly. Uh, and and watching uh, watching senators run for the doors. Uh, Those that stayed as, awake as fast as they could after uh, Chief Justice Roberts adjourned for the evening. Uh, they they were they were fleeing like uh, somebody yelled fire in a movie theater. Uh, didn't want to talk to anybody. Wanted to get out. Uh, now they are unlike them. Chief Justice Roberts had to actually be at the Supreme Court today to hear hear some testimony. So he's got double duty going on. That's they, why he gets paid the big bucks. Yep, they readjourned again. I believe it was about ten o'clock, eleven o'clock Eastern time. I think it was eleven o'clock Eastern time when they when they they got things back going. Maybe a little bit later than that when they started to deliver the opening arguments. But um, I don't know how many people, at least right now, are following because you're you're in the. Um, you're kind of in the beginning stages uh, uh, of all of this. It's it's the yesterday was the amendments. Ten of them were proposed. They were all shot down or all tabled, I should say. All the amendments were tabled last night by the Senate. Uh, today was the beginning of opening arguments. There was one moment I think of interest, uh, and that was when Supreme Court Justice John Roberts gave an admonition to both sides about uh, reminding them kind of where they were in the Senate. Um, it came on the heels of a pretty over-the-top statement by Jerry Nadler, um, who basically said that if senators didn't agree with their presentation, they were taking part in a cover-up. Yes. Uh, Nadler Nadler made some pretty over-the-top accusations of senators uh, if they didn't agree with with the House, uh, and that kind of that inspired a response from the President's Council, which then brought the admonition from the Supreme Court Justice or Chief uh, Justice of the Supreme Court John Roberts, reminding everyone where they were. They were in the Senate. This was a trial. And that they need to act accordingly. Uh, other than that, 
you know, we 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 heard a lot of the same arguments over and over again for each amendment, the same explanations, the same sales pitch. Um, and it didn't result in much of anything. In fact, all the votes except for one went 53-47. There was one that went 52-48, and that amendment had to deal with allowing Chief Justice John Roberts to determine who the witnesses were going to be or have the final say on approving witnesses uh, if the sides couldn't agree. And uh, that one actually had one Republican senator vote with Democrats, and that was Susan Collins of Maine. Mm. But other than that, the all the rest were 53-47, the, the six-vote differential, and everything was tabled. The, the question, I guess, I don't know how many people have a question in, in regards to how this is going to play out. I mean, we have had two impeachment trials in the Senate. Um, Andrew Johnson was acquitted by the Senate by one vote on each count. And President Clinton never got close to the two-thirds majority in votes on either count in his. So both were acquitted by the Senate, impeached by the House. Um, I don't believe President Johnson was was afforded any punishment by the Senate, but President Clinton was censured, which basically they just gave him a verbal warning. Yeah. Um, so what will we see with this? Well, we, we will see an acquittal. Uh, I don't think there's a question. There's not two-thirds of, and even if the numbers were reversed, 53 to 47 is not two-thirds. Right. So you're, you're, not gonna get a, you're not going to get a conviction by the Senate here, even if the Democrats had control of the Senate. You, you weren't going to get a, a, a conviction here. You're going to get an acquittal. So in a way, it makes you wonder, if you're looking at this legitimately and you're asking yourself the question, why are we even bothering to go through this if we know what the results are going to be? And even if the the numbers were reversed, 53-47, you still don't have enough for a conviction, so why are we bothering going through this? And the answer is political. Not only political, but I'll, I'll zoom in a little bit further. Um, and by the way, it's good to be back with you. Um, I, I wasn't able it's wonderful to have you. Back. I, I wasn't able to uh, to vent political uh, for a few days, which is good. But now I'm ready to vent political. There again. you go. Uh, so here I go. This has always been, I think, from the beginning when this idea was hatched to do everything they could. The Democrats could to keep Trump from being reelected in 2020. That's the only thing that I can I can come to terms with as as far as the rationale behind it, but it's not it's not that crazy of an idea if you really honestly think about it. Now, you and I follow politics, many of our listeners follow politics, uh, politics are, are relatively important to a lot of people, but I believe that for a lot of people out there, maybe even a majority of the voters out there, they vote uh, not necessarily 
knowing or really wanting to know all of the facts. They vote with their heart and not their head. And that's what the Democrats are banking on. That's why they keep harping on the same things. Um, And that's why you keep hearing the Republicans in defense saying such things as what the president did was not an impeachable offense. Look, I don't I, I would I would love to know because I don't know. I would love to know. I'd love for some entity to do a nationwide poll, like a real good one, too, like a good sample size. Right. More than a thousand. More than a thousand. (laughs) Yes. Maybe, you know, 10 or 20,000. I don't know. Something that's that's a little intense. That's a that's a good, deep poll for this question. Do you believe that? Impeachment means removal from office because I'm, you know, I look around, I talk to people, I go online and I look at comment sections. I I always try to get a pulse as best I can of the people and not just the people around here nationally. And I keep seeing over and over, mostly from the left, that they honestly believe that Trump is going to be removed from office. They honestly believe I that this... They what, don't understand uh, how it works, then. Correct. You're correct. They have, no, they have no knowledge how it works. That's correct. Now, you can, uh, you know, if you want to dive a little deeper and say, well, it's all part of the, you know, I'll put my uh, tinfoil hat on. I haven't done that in a few days. Um, you could argue that it's all part of the master plan, I guess. We, how many times have we talked on this show that they don't teach civics or American history in school anymore? Well, this could be one possible reason where you have an uneducated public that is easier to be told how to think and, and what's right and what's not because they don't know any different. People that are educated know just what you laid out. Absolutely correct that the chance of of the Senate convicting Trump on these impeachment charges is minute. And voting to remove him from office is probably even smaller. It's not going to happen. Now, is he going to have a mark? You know, will, will he have an asterisk next to his name? Well, I guess Bill Clinton did, too. Bill Clinton was in his second term. Bill Clinton was in his second term. But the Democrats are also banking on once once this plays out. I know we're coming up on a commercial break. Once this plays out, we all most of us that are following things are going to know how it's going to play out. But to I think a large number of the populace, they are going to be stunned and angry when the Senate doesn't vote to convict. And the the orange man who's in the White House is still in the White House. They're going to be mad and they're going to want to vote him out. That's what the Democrats are banking on. What they don't know is, I believe, there's not enough of those people to to get him not into a second term. Yeah. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. Back after this. 
bottom line. The only place that cares what you think. Call in now. 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Just go to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment. Talking about the impeachment hearings in the beginning of them, which was yesterday, moving on into today, where opening arguments were delivered. And uh, our poll question for today at bottom line 610 is a simple one. Are you paying attention? Are you watching right now? Is there, are you stuck on this? Are you, are you, are you riveted by what's going on um, with the impeachment trial of the president? Um, it's interesting because there have been a number of things that have come out over the last few days regarding certain things and certain issues that some believe are uh, vital to some of what's been brought up here. Like, for example, we've heard a lot about... Uh, uh, Lev Parnas over the last couple of days, guy who supposedly had all these text messages and all this information and everything else. Well, apparently it's been revealed that Adam Schiff misrepresented a little bit of information regarding Mr. Parnas, and that is that the Mr. K that was referred to in the text messages was not the president of the Ukraine, but a businessman who happens to have the same initial of his oh. last name. And that Schiff misrepresented that as it was the president of the Ukraine. So that would be kind of a, uh, I would say that would be a, a misstep. A little well, bit of a mistake there. On. Orange man still bad. Yes, well, of course. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter if we got it wrong and misrepresented it. He's still bad. He still has to go. I mean, it, it, just because we lied doesn't mean he's not bad. There you go. Yeah, oh, you just it, it, we're, on a, we're on a mission. We're on a crusade. We're here to save the country. From the bad man with the bad fake tan. We're here to save the country from him by giving you misinformation on every turn. Um, I thought uh, I thought Schiff quoting Alexander Hamilton was particularly comical <laughs> um, because he wouldn't. I don't know that Schiff. See, there's one thing that Alexander Hamilton had, even though he wasn't really very popular within the government. Um there's one thing that, that Hamilton had that Schiff doesn't necessarily have. Begins with an I. You're uh, you're up on the bottom line. News Radio six ten K one A. Your name? Where are you calling from? Hey Rob, this is Chris from Richmond. What's up, Chris? Hey, uh, nauseating. That's what I got to say. Nauseating. My suggestion for everybody is to tune in next Friday. Catch up because between now and then, it's just going to make your head want to explode. You literally want to reach through the TV and just choke one of them out, if not all of them out. So let's talk about something better. Who was the one vote or voter that did not vote for Jeter? Rob, who was it? Don't know yet. Uh, the, uh, don't know yet. No, we don't know yet. The votes don't have to be made public until – or they won't be made public until next week, and even then they don't have to make them public. Hang them high. <laughs> Appreciate the call. I uh, I was going to say, if, if you're going to give me a choice between Mariona Rivera and Derek Jeter, who gets in unanimously, I'm going Jeter. But <laughs> that's just me. Five four seven one six ten. If you want to get involved, um, 
One of the things with this and another piece of information that was that was dropped yesterday was um, Molly Hemingway, who's a reporter, was being interviewed last night and she mentioned a train ride that she had in 2018 with Jerry Nadler. She wasn't sitting next to Nadler, but she was sitting a couple chairs away from Nadler. They were on the same train. Nadler was talking about impeaching the president to the people that were sitting next to him. When was this? 2018. Oh. She overheard a conversation, Jerry Nadler, talking about impeaching Donald Trump in 2018 about impeachment as the goal. And we're we're moving towards impeachment. Now, that was long before a phone call was ever made. Yeah. So, look, if you want to go back and talk about this impeachment thing, you know where you can begin two days after the election. Because I I disagree. I I think it started before then. Well, the the first public visages of impeachment. Yeah. The first time I heard it talked about was Whoopi Goldberg on The View. Really? Turned around and said, well, impeachment's always an option, isn't it? And they weren't laughing. Hmm. So impeachment talk started right after the election, before he was even sworn in. Impeachment has been a goal. Now, granted, for the first two years, they couldn't do anything about it because the House had the, the, the House was under Republican leadership. As soon as that changed, the goal became impeachment, and that was in 2018. Can we get him out? Can we get him out? Or at least we can get him impeached. At least we can do this. And if you watch the way the House trial went, the House investigate, whatever they want to call it, that embarrassment, that completely and totally rigged setup that they did, that was the goal. The goal was to get an impeachment vote. Let's go to the phones. You're up at the bottom line. News Radio 610 KNA. Your name, where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Art for Kennewick. You know, uh, here on TV about uh, a week or two ago, Nancy Pelosi said that they had been working on impeachment for over two years. So this has been going on. Yeah, she said that right on TV. So that's a joke that, uh, you know, they didn't want to impeach him. They were solemn and all this. Uh, I've got another uh, question is on these. uh, It's a little bit off the subject, but it's politics on these license uh, plates. Uh, Have you you heard that it was going to be decided at court or what do you mean license plates you talking about the car tabs yeah the car tabs well we don't have a decision yet it's supposed to be heard at the uh supposed to be a, supposed to be a hearing coming up we'll check and see if we can get a date for you appreciate the call thank you very much five four seven one six ten five oh nine five four seven one six ten you know whoopie is you know part of the deep state hollywood edition so well yeah of course so she would have been tipped off to that um, notion already. Uh, yeah, we'll take a time out, get you some local news. More of the bottom line news radio 610 KONA. You can also email us a question or comment. Just go to the website 610KONA.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment.
can't get in by phone, give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547 if you'd like to get involved. Also via email at 610KONA.com. Uh, bottom line page, name where you're listening, what you'd like to say. And on Twitter, bottom line 610. Got an email from Dean saying, no, I'm not following the impeachment fiasco any more than I have to. And now you're nattering about it, which means I'm going to change the station. Let's find another subject to fill the rest of your program. We do have a couple on it, just to let you know. I tend to vote with my wallet, and I see a lot of money being wasted on this fiasco by people who don't have the integrity to spend time and money responsibly. Well, that, that would be a good portion of your government, no question about that. But, Dean, one of the things that in, in us talking about this or um, what, what we're doing in regards to this is um, presenting in some ways things that aren't going to be presented. For example, a CNN contributor today made up an interview between two Republican senators and put it up on Twitter. Four hours later, he acknowledged, after it had been spread by multiple members of the national media as being legitimate, four hours later put up a thing and said, okay, maybe I made up the conversation, but you know that's probably what they're thinking. That's what you're getting. That's what you're getting. You're getting people who have who, who already have a predisposition on this, and, and that's part of the problem, and that was part of the arguments that, that I thought were extremely disingenuous last night which is Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler accusing the Senate of already having their mind made up. Um, wait, 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 let's get back in the DeLorean here and go back to the House proceedings. There was no way he wasn't getting impeached. That's right. There was no way he wasn't getting impeached. You gave Republicans no opportunity to present a case. You gave them no opportunity to interview witnesses. You gave them no opportunity to call anybody they wanted to call. You knew as soon as you began it what the vote was going to come out to be. So don't you dare accuse the Senate of having their mind made up. Because there are Democratic senators who, no matter what the evidence is presented or whatever is sitting there, have already made their mind up. They're voting that he's guilty. That's right. So how dare you? How dare you have the audacity to sit there and accuse anybody of having a rigged game when yours has been set up to be rigged since you took control of the House back in 2018? Again, I go back to my umbrella thought on this whole this whole scene. This is not about getting to the truth. This isn't about justice. This isn't a about anything except to hopefully sway the electorate to not reelect Trump later this year in 2020. I, you know, I, I think that that's, look, the, the Democrats in the House could count votes. They knew that they could get it out of the House they had the numbers in the in the committee, sure, and they had the numbers in the House, and they knew they didn't have the numbers even close to having him removed. So what do they do? They they push their agenda as hard as they can, and the national media, for the most part, is culpable because 
They the, help. They the help play them right along with it. They they help them push that narrative along because it isn't about anything else except in the desperate move to keep Trump from being reelected. Yep. That's I, that's just how I feel about it. You know, whether you like the guy or not, even and especially if you don't like the guy, do you honestly want your president to be elected this way? And don't and don't say, well, you know, if he hadn't made that call and done all these things to President Zelensky, and you know, it's it's all on Trump and. No. Stop. Obama it's, withheld aid from the Ukraine it, 12 times. Yeah. And, don't, don't even go down that road. And honestly, we're, we're setting ourselves up in this country that when, if and when, the roles are reversed, that you're going to see the same shenanigans on the other side. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Uh, this is Eric and Afreda. Hi, Eric. What's going on? Um. <clears throat> After he gets acquitted and he gets reelected, can they try to impeach him again? Sure. Can they can they do it again? Sure. You bet. Oh, because, they... you know, because you know they're going to lose their minds and want to do something. They're not going to let it sit. Oh, hey, man, the screaming at the sky is going to be an epic level when he gets acquitted. Well, and that's appreciate the call all the way from Efreda. We appreciate you listening. Absolutely. In. Uh, the. Uh, the the screaming and crying and carrying on will be from the general public. Behind closed doors, those that are in power are already probably plotting their next move if things go the way they go, which we all know most likely will. That Trump does not, you know, get convicted in the Senate. It in this whole process empowers. Uh, not only the Republicans and the Trump base, but maybe even sways some independents. Maybe, just maybe, he wins even bigger than he did over Hillary, depending on who the candidate is, I suppose, the the, the challenger, but that he gets reelected. And, yeah, he's probably, you know, if, you know, if after 2020 the House stays in control of the Democrats where we have a, a split uh, co- uh, Congress. And you really have to wonder about that. I don't, you know, I have no clue. I, you would like to think that this whole fiasco w- would sway some people uh, away from this type of shenanigans or simply out of fear of not wanting it to, the same thing to happen to them down the road. But, uh, you know, let's just say, yeah, to answer the caller's question, yeah, they can impeach him really on anything. I mean, look, if they've already insinuated if this fails, they're going to do it again. That's right. That's right. And look, I I am I am not trying to incite anything and I'm not trying to be a doom and gloomer and I'm not trying to say anything about anything. But let's hope that impeachment is the worst thing that's on their list to do to this this president if he's reelected. And I think we all know what I'm talking about. 547-1610-509-547-1610 if you'd like to join the conversation. You know, both sides are using this as obviously campaign motivation. Um, you know, there's, there's nothing like an impeachment to campaign off of. 
whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. But to be fair here, both sides are so dug in that there there aren't going to be any surprises. Um, and if you want to go back and you want to look at previous administrations and things that they have done, just about every administration has withheld aid from a country for a reason. Okay, just about everyone has withheld aid from a country for a reason. Um, it's leverage. It, it is it's absolutely leverage. It is. Absolutely, it is. So, you know, the fact that you're going to bring up this president on grounds that other presidents, multiple presidents, things that they have done, makes it an even bigger farce. I mean, at least with Bill Clinton, he was brought up on something no other president had ever done. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? It's Bernie from Kennewick. What's up, Bernie? Well, tuning in late. I wish I could hear all the uh, the procedure that's going on, but I did hear a few minutes of it about half an hour ago, and the guy that was prosecuting against Trump used the word apparently he did this. And apparently he did that. But they're going on, even though they use the word apparently, they're going on as if it's rock hard. He did this and he did that. Really strange stuff. Appreciate the call, Bernie. Here's the difference. When Adam Schiff or Nancy Pelosi or Jerry Nadler or any of those guys uh, are in front of the cameras, they know they're talking to the American people. Again, they are trying to sway the American people to not reelect Trump this year. So they use the fiery rhetoric. He did this. There's a mountain of evidence. Uh, They use all the buzz phrases. But when they are, like you heard, Bernie, when they are in the Senate, in this procedure, when the chief justice of the U.S. Supreme Court is standing or sitting, I should say, sitting by, you have to use terms like allegedly, supposedly, we believe he did this. Because if you come out with the same fiery rhetoric during what amounts to a court proceeding, guess what? You could be up for perjury. Yeah. Five four seven one six ten. Let's take a timeout. Five zero nine five four seven one six ten. You know, it's it's. It, we've got weeks of this left. Okay, we've got weeks of this left, and the rhetoric is already at level ten. So imagine how much burnout the country's going to have as this moves forward. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509 547 1610. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Welcome back on this Wednesday afternoon. A little bit wet out there. 547 1610. You want to get involved? Skyview Law and George Washington Way in Richland. They are the leaders in family law in the Tri-Cities. Over 10 years of experience 
You're going through a divorce, the end of a long-term relationship, and there's a lot of things at stake, a lot of things involved. You don't want to deal with it by yourself. You want an experienced team that knows exactly what they're doing when it comes to child custody situations, parenting plans, asset division, small businesses, anything that is over your head when it comes to decision-making in that process is where you need Skyview Law to step in. Don't try and do it on your own. Talk to Jared and his team. Work with them. Have them work for you to get the best possible outcome in a difficult situation. SkyviewLaw.com is the website. Find out how you can get a free case review, free consultation with Skyview Law, George Washington Way in Richland, the the leaders in family law in the Tri-Cities. So as we uh, wait for the next shoes to drop, in the impeachment situation, I think it is fair to point out that there are a few running for president impacted by this. Amy Klobuchar, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, who can't be in Iowa until this thing is over. That's right. And there's no way they could be in Iowa until this is over because their duty is, as a senator, to be in this trial. You said duty. Duty. So imagine if they would have flaunted that and been on the campaign trail in Iowa, being 99 senators instead of 100, it's like, so how are you going to cast a vote on this? Or do you already know what vote you're going to cast without hearing anything? Here's the other thing, though. In all seriousness, who does that help? Just the thought. Having those particular senators not out on the campaign trail, who does that help? You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KNA. Your name, where are you calling from? And this is Mary from Kennewick. What's on your mind, Mary? Uh, I've been following along on um, C-SPAN Live on Facebook, and I'm so glad I'm not a senator to sit there to be bored out of my gourd. <laughs> I, I'd probably be playing tic-tac-toe or something. But <laughs> but um, I, I, I do agree. On, I mean, calling witnesses is fine. I don't have a problem with it. But it shouldn't be up to... The Justice Roberts as to who's approved and not approved as a witness, it's up to the Senate. But I don't know. I, I think he's going to be acquitted and everything's going to go back and we'll have more protests in the streets and probably lots of riots on the day he gets acquitted with breaking the windows and burning the buildings and whatever. But it'll be business as usual, Democrats. Thanks for the call, Mary. Appreciate it. Five four seven one six ten. If you want to get involved in it, yeah, you know, I, I hear they're they're hiring those protesters as we speak. Probably. Um, I, I mean, to me personally, I don't care about the witnesses. I mean, if you're going to have a witness, fine. Um, I, I think that there's. I think Democrats are so afraid of Hunter Biden testifying because while Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and other Democrats say that Hunter Biden is irrelevant, well, he's very relevant. He's extremely relevant because his father was accused of doing the same thing as vice president. And that's why he's relevant. And wasn't the whole the the whole genesis of this was a phone call in which Trump supposedly pressured uh, whatever verb you want to use. There was a conversation about looking into Joe Biden. And looking into the dealings that the Biden family had, because remember, that's right, because remember, Vice President Joe Biden supposedly pressured the Ukrainian government to fire a prosecutor that was bringing charges against his son's company, Burisma. Yeah. So if Hunter Biden is not material 
And if Joe Biden is accused of doing the same thing as vice president that President Trump is being impeached for, how would Hunter Biden not be material to show whether or not the exact same thing was done by the previous vice president that this president is being impeached for? He would be a very material witness. A very material witness. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on again. I told you, I haven't worn my tinfoil hat for days. So. Although he might have to get a babysitter. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so before the last call, I asked a question. This impeachment proceeding in the Senate is going to tie up the likes of Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar and Bernie Sanders. Yep. Not allowing them to be on the campaign trail for president as much. Two, I guess, front runners. There's kind of been a group of four or five that have kind of been at or near the front. Um, two of the other contenders, stronger contenders, will be able to go do those things because one of them is Joe Biden. The other is Pete Buttigieg. Yep. Joe Biden, who is at, in some respects, the center of this discussion, because again, President Trump, in a phone call with Zelensky, President Zelensky, mentioned Joe Biden and his family and whether or not they might want to look into things. The other person who benefits from this is Pete Buttigieg. Can, can, we, can we hit the pause button just for a moment? Pete Buttigieg, by, by all accounts, I guess a nice guy. I don't care what his sexual orientation is. But that's a big deal, I guess. Nice enough guy. How does a mayor of a small town become a contender for the Democratic nomination? It boggles the mind. I mean, seriously, it boggles the mind. A lot of people were saying that in 2008 about a freshman senator from Illinois. That's right. That's right. Obama came out of nowhere and beat Hillary Clinton so, or, or was given the nomination so, over Hillary Clinton. So how does a mayor from South Bend, Indiana? A mayor. Not, look, yeah, how not a it, governor. Who, who do we normally see? Governors and senators, occasionally uh, a, a congressman or woman, but it's usually coming from go- governors and senators. A mayor from South Bend, Indiana. You got you. You'd be very interesting to look into the, the 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 financial machine there and wonder if it's a similar financial machine. Wonder if it's the same. Some of the same fingerprints are there. Well, the only thing I know about South Bend is the school that's there. Well, no, I I, I don't think they would be a, a maybe a major sponsor. I don't know, but I'm. I'm thinking of that Hungarian gentleman. Ah, that man. Yes, that man who was who was big in the who who later came to admit that he made a mistake in supporting Barack Obama because he did not get done what he was hoping he would get done. So is, is Buttigieg is the next option? Is is he Barack 2.0? I don't know. I guess we're going to find saying, out. I, you know, I don't. I don't know. You could be right. You could be wrong. I don't really have a take on that. It just. I find it fascinating and interesting that this guy from 
literally comes out of nowhere and is a contender. Five four seven one six ten. Back with more after this.